darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and I see where this is Ghost Chronicles Book of Shadows. So Hello. there you go. Yeah, I am Ron Kolak, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm, the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable New England zone, Van Helsing, with me, well, not really with me, but kind of with me, is my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening. Can you believe no. it's less than a month to Spirit Quest? No. I know. You posted that today. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I got to get cracking on my steampunk costume. Oh, yeah. You better get it kicking. Yeah, yeah. Mine's yeah, already. I have, to, I have to, you know, just spruce mine up a little bit. Yeah, but... yeah. Just regurgitating. That don't count. Oh, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> mine's going to be fabulous. So, Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, so we'll you had to, uh, a, a busy uh, weekend sailing the seven seas, right? Uh that was last Thursday, but yeah, that was that was fun. It was a huge crowd of close, close enough to the weekend. Come on, yeah, yeah. Right? So that Thursday, that was fun. Thursday. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Actually, I had a lot of fun on that. That's the uh, ghost cru- ghost cruises. Uh, we do them uh, once, maybe twice a year. We go out of Rye, and in fact, our guest has gone on it before. So that's that's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, they're, they're lots of fun. Jeremy Dontremont, myself, and you can always check out X-Trek. X-T-R-E-X is the site that that's on. So, anyway. Cool. Yeah. One one of these days, maybe I'll make that fire cruise. Yeah, right. (laughs) Come down here and have it in Plymouth, and then I'll make it. (laughs) Oh, listen to you. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah. I go there every month. I go there. Ah, well. Don't I? Yes, you do. Oh, there you go. Wow, you even bring me a vanilla chai. How about that? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, um, we have an uh, – oh, um, yeah, Spirit Quest is coming up. If you're interested in it, it's uh, the rise of spiritual and the rise of uh, ghost hunting. Steve Parsons from the U.K. will be coming along with the most honorable uh, Stephen Scott from Scotland. Yeah. So he's a spiritualist uh, medium, so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now uh, his wife Mary is coming with him, isn't she? Also a medium. Uh, no, she's something. That she was. She's something. She's something. <laughs> well, I can't wait to meet both of them, and you know that's definitely going to be. A I think high she's point. a tree hugger. I think that's what she is. A tree. Oh, stop! Be nice. I'm just telling you what Come it is. On. No, she has a book too. But anyways, no, Whatever. that that is nice that we can finally actually meet the people that we see in our chat room mm-hmm. and that, you know, we talk to online all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Spirit Quest is, is going to be neat. I mean, we, we are doing a Steve Punk Ghost Hunt, the first ever 
ever, never have been a steampunk ghost hunter before. <laughs> and of course, we will be doing it along with uh, we are having a red light seance at, at the Dining with the Dead. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, awesome. uh, our buddies from the Magic Circle will be there. Steve Gibson and the great Viano, who we, we've had on this show before. Oh, and, the great Viano. Geez, yeah. maybe I should come up there. And uh, Kelly Spangler will be there. And uh, um, who else will be there? Uh, oh, Robert Murch and Joseph Robitaille, the the Ouija board experts. And oh, well, this Maureen. will all be at Spirit Quest. Yeah, it's all Spirit Quest. Oh, I thought you meant Viana would be at Dining with the Dead. Yeah, Dining with the Dead at Spirit Quest. Oh, at Spirit Quest. Okay. You have me yeah, all confused. Well, what? Well, you are blonde. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. We all know that. Yep. Yep, yep. Not by birth, but that's another story. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we do have our guests on the line right now, and I would like to introduce them. This is a fellow I've known almost as long as I've known you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe about the same time? Yes, about the same time, I would say. <laughs> He is the EVP expert for, used to be East Bridgewater's Bridgewater's Most Haunted, and he's the author, and he's a really wicked smart guy. He is Mike Markowitz. Oh, what a nice introduction. Ah, wow. We need to get your name right. Oh, I can fix that if you want. (laughs) Usually he crucifies your name, so... Congratulations. Yeah. Mike, thank you so much for coming on, especially at such a short notice, too. I'm, I've uh, been way behind the... That's fine. I, I, uh, I, like, I like your guys' uh, show. I like your program, and I know both of you. So, hey, you know, if I can help out, why not? I know I, I really have some big questions to ask you, and and uh, and I, I, if I know if I have to ask anyone, it would be you. So I'm going to just jump right into it, and, and the question I want to ask is, my uh, summer squash died this year, and I can't figure out why. You think I watered it too much? Is that possible? Uh, you probably have uh, vine borers. They'll bore uh, into the base of the vine where it comes out of the ground. Take a and look, and you'll a, see a hole a with a bunch of crap coming out of it, and that's probably a sign of the uh, the vine borers. That's what they do. They go in, they eat the root right at the ground, and uh, kill your whole plant. Ah, doggone it. And I got them in the box, so. <laughs> Damn. Mike is also a gardening wizard. And he's an inventor as well. Yes. Yep. So you want to tell us a Jack little bit about trades, that? trades, master of none. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> why don't you tell us about that little thing you got going? The, uh, yeah, well, I have a side job. Well, it's become, going to become a side job. I developed um, some products, things that I use in my garden, and um, everything that, I've, that I created, I try to make the best that I can. And those products that have proven themselves um, year after year to be uh, just fantastic stuff. And those things, you know, things like compost, um, worm castings, which is uh, organic fertilizer, um, tomato cages, trellises, and the like. And everything's made out of steel and um, welded, you know, bent metal and meant to last for decades as opposed to a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I go all organic. So the things that I've um, that I've been making for the last few years, I decided to, um, you know, start my own business called Over the Top Garden Products. Over the top meaning that the plants will grow up out of the top of my five foot tomato cages that I have. Wow. Um, 
Right now I have a cherry tomato plant that's probably close to eight feet tall. Oh, my God. And it's all, almost as tall all as you. organic. Yeah, almost as tall as you, right? <laughs> <laughs> even, even I have to look up to that thing. Oh, well, I can, I can testify. Stuff. I can testify, folks. He's an awesome gardener. <laughs> Thank you. Venus Garden. <laughs> if, can people buy these things? Yeah, um, they will be able to next year. Um, I still need to get the uh, the website uh, built. Um, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Uh-huh. Um, the biggest demand of things that I have are the tomato cages and the worm castings, which is basically worm manure. I've got thousands of worms that I feed, and they uh, all they do is eat and poop. More and I poop. collect the poop. Yep. Oh, so, and oh, so this is just like going on... Uh, on National Lampoon's uh, vacation, right? <laughs> Worm poop? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the cousin know. that lived in Nevada. That's what he did. Oh. What, he, oh, he's a worm farmer? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in fact, he, uh, he, uh, when, he, when he went on, of course, uh, to uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, he had to sell all his land, except for he kept the uh, patch that the worms were in. And uh, bought that RV. But that's another story for another time, I guess. See that? He bought himself an RV with it. See that? Yeah. <laughs> no, he kept he kept the patch for the worms, you know, because that's the big money yeah. maker. Sure. All right. So, didn't know wow. that, did you? You had something in common with that. There you go. I just yeah. heard an EVP. What it's was kind that? Of a, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, I realized this, you know, one day, just reflecting back on myself, that I like to study life. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I'll be out in my garden looking at, you know, what the what pests might be around or if there's any kind of mold or mildew approaching the, the plants, you know, um, if, what the requirements are for the plants. Like, I really study plants. I study the earth itself, bacteria, worms that feed the plants, the root systems and all this. And then I study the paranormal as well, which is also the study of life. You know, it's I kind of stopped one day and go, geez, that's what I do, really. I, I really like to dig my teeth into you know, the roots, so to speak, of life, you know? It, so, it, actually, that's you know. pretty much, the, I'm the same way, because, I mean, that's why I got my degree in environmental science, because environmental study is, is the uh, study of basically the earth. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Mm. And, and it's, it's um, yeah, it continues on. That kind, of, that kind of mindset spills out into a lot of different areas in your life once you really get into it and start paying attention to, um, you know, basically Mother Nature. And there's all kinds of facets that incorporate mm-hmm. that. So, you know, you can pick your field, you know. Right. Cool. That's Do you true. have any formal education as far as uh, schooling? I don't. The only um, the only schooling that I ever had, uh, aside from high school, was uh, I took a, uh, a course on driving uh, 18-wheelers. And, uh, <laughs> that, that fits right in. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So I did, did drive 18-wheelers for a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm all self-taught, Ron. Um, everything that I learned, uh, I learned by doing mostly and uh, researching on the internet, going to uh, good sites and stuff, and you know anything with gardening. I have a bunch of books. Um, I just pay attention to things, and yep. you know, my my wife will stick her head out the window and say, "Why are you staring at that plant? Been out there for 20 minutes staring at it." <laughs> you know, it started, <laughs> and I just say, "Well." <laughs> I, I'm checking it out. I got to pay attention to it to see what's going on with it, you know, and 
that's my, you know, that's one of the joys in life is to be out in your garden growing things and seeing everything growing up around you and you, you're doing it right, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. organically. I've been staring at my summer squash. <laughs> that isn't yeah. there. Except for your summer squash. <laughs> You don't have a Ouija board, do you? I, you know, I might have. I should have done that. You know, I just, uh, yeah, I could probably talk to him, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, so for those who don't know Mike, Mike is also uh, an awesome EVP specialist. Uh, and uh, and speaking about that, you know, of course, Mike, that uh, Frank, the inventor of the Frank's box has just passed as well. Yeah, Frank Sumption. Yeah, Frank Sumption. I, would I heard, yeah. Next. Unbelievable. How old was yeah. he? I think he was about 63 oh. or so. so Something like that. Like, like, yeah, in the same age watch as Watch what um, you say, and Robin watch Williams. what you say. What? No, I was going to say he wasn't very old. He was oh, okay. no? very on good. the young very side. Good. <laughs> what was I going to say? I he that was, was ancient yeah. like Van Helsing, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so bad. did you know him? You know, I mean, did he you... was an electrical engineer, and his, his way of thinking was, was great. I mean, to develop something that actually worked and worked very well is really hard to do in the uh, in the paranormal field. I mean, aside from something that has lights on it, you know, that lights up, you know, mm. I mean, unless you know what to really do with that information and how to apply it to anything paranormal, it's hard to do. But he, he dealt with, you know, human speech and, and communication as it's happening live. That's basically what he was dealing with. And, the, you know, the devices that he, he built um, are tremendous, and they and they all work. I I built mine because I heard of him. You know, I, I spoke to him once uh, years ago about his device, and uh, you know, he's very down to earth and you know, very matter of fact. Mm-hmm. But you know, being an engineer, he's able to create these things and design and create things that you know that actually worked in the paranormal field. A very positive thing. Can you, for just so for those people in our audience that don't know what Frank's box is, can you enlighten them? Sure. the 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 early stuff that he made um, dealt with uh, an echo chamber, which he had used uh, the chassis of a computer. He actually fitted a radio inside of it, a digital radio. We went in and altered the electronics so that the search program would continue to search up through the bands of AM and FM radio without stopping. And he had a speaker on the inside and a microphone, and they were on opposite ends of each other, built into the chassis of one of the old computers, you know, the big boxes. And um, that's what he used to record with. And um, he also had an external speaker that he could listen to. And then through the years, he uh, he, he cut that down, scaled it down into um, just an all-electronic device without the echo chamber. But he added the, you know, different effects that you could put on there, like echo, delay, and reverb and stuff, you know, and different different models that he built over the years. He built a lot of them, and mm-hmm. um, you know, so basically it's live communication as the radio sweeps up through the frequencies, taking little bites out of that frequency, and playing it so you can hear it. And when you when you speak, sometimes you can hear voices talking back through it. You know, it's a very odd thing. He must have had some kind of an experience, mm-hmm. you know, that happened to him while he was listening to the radio that someone spoke to him directly, and it must have just, you know, struck a chord in him because I don't know where he got the idea to sweep radio stations and get voices out of it, but it worked. Well, 
I, you know, the, the the rumor always going around was that he got the word from the other side and that the, he only made, I don't know, a certain number of these boxes and only gave them to special people. Right. You, yeah, you've heard that rumor before, right? Would, would be able to listen to it and to uh, be able to hear the voices and be able to say what's uh, what's actually being spoken, which is all just a fallacy. I mean, that's that's more of a marketing hype than anything, as mm-hmm. we know now, because now there's millions of these things all over the place and everybody uses them, you know. Mm-hmm. So the right. so the shack hack is yep. kind of a takeoff of Frank's it's box. Pretty much. Without Absolutely. the box. Absolutely. Right? So it's you know, something that's you know, scanning the stations and God I hate I hate that thing with a passion. I, love I just it. I know you love it and I just people break them out <laughs> and I'm like, Oh like I just grit my teeth because I just it the noise makes me insane. Yeah, yeah um, I know. It, they have new ones now that are much quieter with that uh-huh. uh, that popping sound. Yeah, because it's digital, it switches uh, in an instant, and there's no buffer between it. It's not like when you turn your hand on the dial itself and you gently move from station to station. It's more of a smooth sound. You don't oh, get good. that pop. Oh, God! So, I, mean, I don't know for the people in our audience who have ever used um, the Shack Hack. Um, which is basically the same, you know, it's like Mike said, it just scans to the radio stations. Yeah. But it, During it's the break, so, I'll actually get one and I'll bring it back so that we can all hear it. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's so noisy and it's just like pop, 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 pop. Yeah, the whole I'll bring time, that back so that everybody knows what we're talking about. So. What? No, the, I'll, br- I'll bring that during the break. I'll bring one up and we'll play okay. it on the air so everybody knows what it sounds so you like. you can rattle everybody's brains. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's uh, really, so, really annoying and, and like, I have uh, this thing with, like, um, I don't know, I, I would call it, like, discordant uh, noise. Like, I can't, it it just, it, it makes, it gives me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the well, best hard, description. It is hard to listen to. Yeah. yeah. So. I remember years ago, back when I was doing some experimentation with radios and um, echo chambers. Um, the mics, too? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I did get a voice there of a female coming through, and I had a shortwave radio that I was using, and I was turning the dial, and she comes right out and says, I hear you in Plymouth, which was really cool because it was, it was a Class A recording, and I had been spending a lot of time down in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. And um, to have that recorded and come over so crystal clear um, over the radio as I was turning the dial myself, you know, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, I might even try to do something with that. Um, try to get some kind of motorized unit that will turn the dial for you. If, you know what I mean? It's like maybe on a mm-hmm. little belt that physically turns the wheel, have a motor and mm-hmm. then, and just have a continual loop. And then it reverses itself a dual, um, dual, uh, what they call it, I don't know, motion. It goes forward and backwards mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. have it. So when it goes to a certain point, it turns back the other way so that you can get an actual physical uh, turning of the dial, so you don't have to sit there and do it yourself. I think you I've actually, seen it on the you internet. You could actually do that with uh, a, a timer uh, a dial, uh, uh, set up, because that's exactly yeah. what they do: is you turn it, and it will count itself backwards, but it'll do it yep. slowly and go mm-hmm. through each thing. Right. So the critics are going to say that, of course, that uh, all this is goobly goob because <laughs> you're really not getting spirits words; you're really getting voices from the air is what you're getting and so how is that spirit communication well it's spirit communication when you ask a specific question 
uh, you know, can you say my name? And then all of a sudden you hear Mike, you know, or you hear Ron, you know, or you, or you tell it straight out. Say, can you say Van Helsing for me, please, so I know you're here? And then you hear Van Helsing come over the thing. I mean, it beats the odds so astronomically that it can't be anything else. It's a paranormal event. Doesn't necessarily mean spiritual, but it's it's paranormal. It's something that's unknown. There's a human mm-hmm. voice that's speaking to you. It's not some odd sound. It's not a group of static sounds. It's or not synchronicity. Or, you know, some kind of other sound. It's a human voice. That fact alone, you're beating millions of odds. But when you combine that with a radio station um, machine that's sweeping through frequencies and you hear speech spoken over frequency changes, that is... Uh, for all intents and, per, uh, you know, intents and purposes, impossible. That's so many, uh, you're billions and billions and billions to one, probably trillions to one, to have that happen naturally and to have it go repeatedly where it continually answers your questions. Um, you can only say that it's paranormal. Yes, it's voices, but and that's what you're listening to, but they're directed uh, answers to your questions. Right. Yeah. A lot of times, though, I mean, I've seen this used many, 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 many times. And you ask a question, you, for instance, like uh, I might ask right now, how many, how many are, are there of us on the radio right now? And you might go through 16 to 17 words before it might say three. I mean, so what's with all the other words? Why do they even show up? I mean, and why would we just select a particular number? Uh, you know, well, so I'm... yeah, I mean, it could be a, a, a matter of, um, for instance, like when you're recording, uh, you know, an EVP session mm-hmm. and you, know, you have your recorder on, you ask a question and you leave a space for them to answer. Well, you're basically doing the same thing. You ask this, this device a question, you say, you know, how many are, are there, what have you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's time in between where they're able to answer. Not all, they don't always come in right away and answer your question. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. They don't even answer it at all. There might not be anybody around. It might take a little while for them to start communicating with you. So all that stuff in between has nothing to do with your question. Right. You know? That makes okay. sense, actually. It won't okay. prevent a skeptic, but it will make, it makes sense. Yeah, it's skept- yeah you, have to, you have to use a, a good skeptical ear on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had, some, I've had some crazy stuff with that. Um, that device and it that's my favorite you know paranormal toy uh to use because it does deal with communication there are voices and um i have just gotten uh, i was speaking about this uh this today because of uh you know frank sumption uh it's one of my co-workers and i said you know i remember a time back and uh, i did the Kukachan club i think it's down in new bedford and mm-hmm. I, th- I think they had a, a baseball team and i had asked the question can you tell me the name of the baseball team that played here back in the 1800s, and a man's voice came in and said, "Rounders." <laughs> that's the name of the that's the name of the baseball team, Rounders. Oh I mean, I don't God. think I've ever spoken the word the word Rounders in my entire life. Right, it's not right. a word that, that I would ever use. Right. So, right. so, so how much you know, of, of does does no. audio pareidolia come in? I mean, where I mean, I was sitting in uh, hack shack sessions where, you know, you you can't even hear what the word is saying, and people say, "Yeah, it said this," and they're mm-hmm. telling you it right. said this when it, it certainly didn't sound like that. But you know, that's, right. that's because it happens so quickly too. I mean, yes, it does. Nobody have, records record it. it. Not, very few record it, though. You know. Yeah, you right. have to record it. That's the only way to do it. And mm-hmm. pareidolia absolutely has an effect. I mean, 
that that if, if perception is a is an odd thing. Everybody perceives what they're hearing differently. You know, even even recordings, you play it back for them and you say, "Hey, do you hear this? It says one, two, three. And they say, "No, I don't hear that. I hear ABC." But mm-hmm. you don't hear it. So you're both hearing something. You're both saying that this is what I hear. So it's just two different perceptions. And how that exactly. is different from one person to another is, is, is beyond everybody. I mean, it's just the way that it is. When we do our haunted tours, we always play EVPs at the end of it because it's 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 always enjoyable. People always get a big kick out of them. So anyway, uh, Karen yeah. Marcy recorded one with us, and uh, Jeremy uh, – always plays it back. And, and I think it's a horrible EVP. It's certainly not a class A. But it, it says uh, basically crap, according to Jeremy. But every time we play it, everybody hears us say, be quick. So it's it's not even close to it. But every time Jeremy hears that, he hears crap. But every time we right. play it for somebody, they hear the be quick. Be quick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so it's really it's friend. really funny because I always even give him a clue. I says, "You're not going to play the crappy one, are you?" Before he, he plays it, you know, and they say, "Yeah," and they still don't hear it. Now, Mike, when that EVP said rounders, had yep. did you already know the team name, or did you just ask that question not knowing? We were down in the basement um, that has all of the baseball paraphernalia from. You know, you, I mean, back in those days, they have a really nice little collection down there. And uh, I knew about it because we were talking about it. And so that word was out there. That word, mm-hmm. the name of the team, um, had been spoken by many individuals, I mean, throughout the existence of the building because that was their home base. Right. So the name Rounders has been spoken there on a regular basis for over 100 years. So, okay. All right. Well, know, I just didn't know it's, if it's you very, personally knew that that's the first time that i had ever heard of the, the the team i mean i went there for an investigation and then i ended up finding out that oh this was a you know there was a home base for the uh for a baseball team mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool so we just figured you know we'd throw that out there can you know if you're here can you tell me the name of the baseball team mm. not saying hey can you re- can you repeat the the word rounders for me we just <laughs> right. asked the blanketed question you know can you tell me the name of the baseball team? And yep. it's been, well, not only did it re- respond, but it said correctly the name of the team. Well, okay. I'm going to tell you we have to take a break. So oh, wow. <laughs> you're listening awesome. to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the blonde bombshell and Kerrigan and the most humble Ryan Kolick right here mm-hmm. with our special guest, uh, Mike Markowitz, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Ghost Channel, iTunes. You're tuning out to wherever to maybe the ghost box. I don't know. We'll be right back after the following message. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2, 
But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. To Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann, and our very special guest this evening, EVP, EVP specialist, Michael Markowitz. Hey, I made it almost all the way through. <laughs> Is Ron here? It's tough. I think he's going to get his, uh, his ghost box. Oh. Or spirit box. Oh, the or... shack hack. He went to get the shack yeah, hack. Yeah, the shack hack. Really do That's the one that I have, too, the shack hack. Yeah, uh, it was very very easy to build, you know. And basically, open up the back of the uh, the radio, and you take the schematic board out, and you mm-hmm. just pop off a pin, and mm-hmm. just screw it back down, and put the back on, hit the uh, search button, you know, and it just sweeps through. That's all. Wow. That's all that it is really. You just disable the function to stop on the next frequency, mm-hmm. as you know most radios have that are digital. Mm-hmm. So you take off that pin, and it says. Uh, you know, stop, but the pin's gone, so it can't, so it just keeps going. Hmm. So, shut the radio off. It's pretty cool. Yeah. If you're handy, you can yep. do that yourself. The plans are, the plans are. Yeah, that's right. It's it's very easy. I mean, that, now you can buy them. They're little, they're small little things, and uh, mm-hmm. some of them have speakers built into them, and there's different, um, I don't know if they're companies, but there's different uh, websites that offer these things, and people are making them, and... Um, they're really cool. Some of these actually record the uh, the signal first and then play it back. Hmm. So you kind of have live EVPs. Like if there was an EVP that you recorded, you have to play it back and you hear it. Okay. So that device there actually does the recording for you, so- stores it, and then plays it back, which is, is really cool because uh, cool. your chances of hearing it in real time is going to be much greater that way. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with a delay? You know, right. that, that's pretty cool. Is that Ron? Is that the one with a delay in it? Oh, there he is. I can hear his little voice way off in the distance, and I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, so yeah. I'm coming through really quietly. Okay. Apparently so. Yell. Okay. Not such a bad thing, Ron. <laughs> no, that's because um, I'm on Skype, and you guys are on uh, telephone. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. We're, we have a question for Mike before we, we launch into this shack hack thing. Um, Stephen Scott has asked, has there ever been a uh, a double-blind question done for EVPs where a question is asked oh, sure. that no, no one knows the answer to, 
but is able to be validated later by research. But they, you know, no one knows who is currently there at the time. No one knows the answer. Has that been done? Mike, Michael Baker, yeah, Michael Baker actually developed um, some testing on this about hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a really great job with it. Um, in fact, if you go and search on Facebook, Michael Baker, mm-hmm. um, you'll be able to you know, check out some of his posts. And he actually actually has a link to a site that does just that. And it's a, um, it's a quiz. You know, what do you hear quiz? They know mm-hmm. the answers to all these things. And it's basically, again, it's this perception thing where they say a word, they'll whisper it, what have you. And you listen to it and you put your answer in. And at the end, they tell you what your score is, you know, and they alter the, the way these things sound. I haven't taken it yet, but mm-hmm. just from the description from what I've read, um, you know, it's, it is just that. It's basically, well, you think you hear EVPs, but let me play this for you and tell me what you hear. I know that the AEVP uh, worked on the, the double blind, where one of them would ask a question like in Georgia, and then um, somebody would record it. Oh, I forget how it works. It was somebody in another place, and it would be for someone else, a third party in a different part of the country. Uh, I know they did that, a lot of that. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what happened to it because that was a while ago when uh, the AA EVP was still around. Um, it's it's renamed something else now, but uh, yeah. And and the and of course you know about the uh, the big circle there, right? With Karen Marcy and uh, what was the other girl's name? Where they they would uh, on a certain day and a certain time uh, they would make contact and for instance Karen might get a message from a, somebody else's uh, son who had passed away as part of this big circle thing so they, they have done it, yeah yeah they have done some work in that uh, years ago I don't know where, if it's still being yeah, done and that, now that, I was going to say just that too yeah it's, it's um, that's, that technique and that, that kind of thing is going on has been going on for years and the AEVP is, um, is huge I mean it's a worldwide organization mm-hmm. The only thing I don't care for with that organization is the use of really cheap equipment uh, because they feel that the electronic noise adds to right. the ability of the spirit to communicate, which is which is false. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to listen to really poor recordings and try to decipher what you're hearing, then go that route. But if you want to get something that's nice and clear so that when a spirit does come through and it does show up on your on your recorder, you could study it a lot easier because you're getting the nuances of it. You know, your electronics are so quiet that there's no electronic noise that's being added to your recorder. That's why I don't use reel-to-reels or cassettes to record with because the motor adds all that noise in there, and it's, it drives me crazy. That's why mm-hmm. I like to use nice microphones and get really pristine recordings if I can, you know. Mm-hmm. You can but the, the only... The only problem with using better equipment is that you also picked up uh, ambient sound. You can pick up uh, people speaking, uh, you know, that you might not hear audibly, especially some of the equipment like you have, which is so expensive and so sensitive. Well, that's that's uh, an inherent problem with uh, human contamination, no matter when you record. Right. You know, that's always going to be a factor, which is why control is such an important issue when you're doing really um, you know, good EVP work where you have very few people that are involved. And you're in an isolated spot. Right. Um, you know, you can you can do better work that way. 
Mm-hmm. We've actually been doing some experiments uh, using a soundproof box and uh, uh, doing EVP that way. Um, have you ever so caught anything on it? We have. We have. Have you? With the soundproof box? It's the soundproof box. And not only a soundproof box, but we, which is more interesting, is we put a sound sensor in there. And we were able to uh, denote that there was sound inside it. So where did the sound come from is an interesting story. Yeah, I remember that time I built that hydrometer, uh, uh, hydrophone, Mm -hmm. and I caught the woman saying hurricane under the water in one of your... Do you remember um, that? That was awesome. For for those who don't know what we're talking about, why don't you you relive that for us? (laughs) Ron Ron had uh, an event, um, the haunted boat ride out into the harbor, uh, which was awesome, by the way. I really enjoyed it. That was... That was fantastic, going out to the lighthouse. and um, But anyway, I built a, um, a hydrophone, which is an underwater microphone, and um, I recorded with it, um, at, you know, off the side of the boat. And, you know, I recorded, then saved it, and was listening back to see if I captured anything. And over the bubbling sounds of water hitting the side of the boat and whatnot, um, a woman came through in a breathy voice saying, Hurricane. Which was really cool. I mean, I that's that's an area that I'd, I'd actually like to get into uh, mm-hmm. the hydrophone use. And uh, you know, if there's a shipwreck, you know, maybe you could drop the microphone overboard down to the shipwreck and pick up EVPs from underwater. Because I did it, and I didn't believe it was going to work, but holy crap, it worked. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Well, you never know what it's an experiment, right? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there's a theory too that that water can retain energy. It's the water the water tape theory, and you know there there may be voices actually recorded in the water, so we can't tell if it's you know uh, intelligent, meaning that it's active at that time, or is it just a recording? Uh, I don't think we had enough data to say that at that particular time, but we did capture a voice, which was awesome. Oh, you captured a voice, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah we did. It was it was really cool. Wow, very good. No, Ron, did so you get up, your shack? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I decided not to put you guys through that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I would have to play it over over my microphone, and, you know, it'd probably come in wicked loud. Yeah, no, thank you. Okay, yeah. good. So That's that's fine that, with me. That's, that's for you, Ann. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know it. Like, we talked about, so the power of suggestion, right, where you say, well, I think it says this. And, um, Mike, we were talking about this earlier today about, you know, going into an investigation and knowing beforehand about, you know, oh, so-and-so died in this house. Um, what do you, what do you think in terms of when you're out investigating and recording EVPs about that when you know something beforehand? Well, you know, the, the hair say that right. is haunted by the person. It's, it's a fact that the person died in the house, but doesn't mean that that's the person that is haunting it. You know, some places are known for being haunted by, you know, person X because they died in the house, so that's who it has to be. Um, yeah, the even famous, famous ghost no, theory. Yeah, there's no, you know, how do you prove it? You really can't. Um you know, in a recent investigation that uh, uh, Ann and I are doing, it's an ongoing investigation. Um, we're kind of proving that 
theory to be incorrect with this particular location because it's it's known to be haunted by a, a specific person. And people have said, oh, yes, you know, I've seen and felt this and that and blah, 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 going back for many years. It, but the data that we've been collecting out of this location tells us otherwise that um, it's not a male figure at all, that the, uh, the EVPs are very one-sidedly female. Mm-hmm. And the things that, you know, the spirits and the and the um, uh, the voices and stuff that people have heard have all been female, like 95% of it has all been female. So people's perception of who died in the house and must be haunting it isn't isn't right in this location, at least not according to the evidence we've collected so far. Right. And that's, so that's, and that's kind of a... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to well, say it's, it's kind of a cool way, a cool way of you know proving some things out. Um, that's one of the benefits with um, you know with doing audio recordings because you're always going to capture something. It's the best way to capture paranormal activity. Or, you know, with voices. It's I mean, it's direct communication. Um, you know, these recordings that I've been listening to lately uh, of this location, there's a lot of chatter amongst themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, they're coming." You know, hurry up, they're coming. <laughs> you know, so they know that we're there, or 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 maybe someone's coming in their time. They're coming up to the front door or something. You know, hurry up. You know, they're they're coming. We, you really don't know for sure, but they're definitely having a conversation amongst themselves. But it's um, you know, it's an interesting way to, you know, find out what is haunting the location. You know, you can have that pre pre notion of oh well, it's probably this you know person X, but. Right. While the evidence says says otherwise, then you can say, "Well, geez, now we're going to find out who these people are." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah, there are there are times when we do investigating and and, and we make contact with the spirit. Um, it will find out has nothing to do with the house or, or anyone that's even died in it. Sometimes we have what I would call street ghosts, and that's just spirits that drop in because someone's trying to contact the other side and they want to be heard. Or are they just curious? Right. Absolutely. I totally agree with that, 100%. Um, it's such an active world. It's very dynamic of coming and going and traveling. You know, when you don't have a, a body anymore and you're able to travel, you know, people come and go and interact with the people that stay. And maybe those people don't even see the people who are coming and going. There's a possibility of that as well. It may be a point of, um, for instance, if you want to listen to a radio station, you know, you turn the dial and it tunes into that frequency. Well, on the other side, maybe different kinds of people with their own set of frequencies, it's a control of mindset that allows you to see them and to be aware of them, just like it is for us. When you see a ghost, all of a sudden you lock into that specific frequency in your mind and all of a sudden there they are. And as you get startled, your frequency changes and they go away. Well, wouldn't it be great to stay in that frequency for a little bit and actually be able to see it? I mean, that's what makes the veil thin, is getting hooked into that frequency. So it's a possibility that, you know, spirits on the other side are dealing with different mindsets to see people coming and going as well. But I agree with you totally that, um, you know, entities come and go. They don't always stay around. Some do, but I don't think all of them do. Right. Right. And and I know in this particular spot, you know, the big uh, the big deal was, oh, well, this man you know, killed himself in this house. So we all go in with, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so, talk to me, and then that's not what you yeah. get at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, it's you do never know. 
Um, that's and right, we, and that's what's cool about it. Yeah, and we have a we have a question from Beth in the chat room who wants to know: Can you contact loved ones who have passed, like a medium, um, via you know your EVP session? Absolutely. Um, actually, I had the re- the uh, the opposite happen to me where when I got my first recorder, my mother came to me. Um, you know, I wasn't asking her to come through. She just came through for me. You know, I smelled her, her perfume next to my picture, and I got my recorder, and I started recording and asked a couple of questions, and um, she answered it for me. And, um, you know, there was too many coincidences that were going on at the time, and I knew it was her. But they absolutely, absolutely can find you with a, with a simple thought because my mother had never been in the house that I live in now. Right. And she she came through. Um, my wife smelled her perfume right next to the uh, her picture. And a week later, I smelt it, and that's when I grabbed my recorder, and she answered two questions for me, one being, um, Mom, is that you? And she said, yes. And I, then I said, can you hear me? And she said, yes, in the mm-hmm. same voice and right in, right in succession. And so that's basically telling me, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that the smell of her perfume next to her portrait, two people smelling her perfume, which is Shalimar, very unique, and that is her mm-hmm. perfume, mm-hmm. answering two questions when I know that she's passed over, that I'm dealing with spirit right when I first got my recorder. So that, that's the message that she was trying to to give to me. Speaking in our voice, just as we are now, is enough to penetrate the, the spiritual world. We don't need anything special to be able to do that. And the same is true for them. They just need to speak, and their voice will come through uh, for us as well. It's a little more difficult for them, I'm sure, um, because, you know, their limitations with the voice box. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the questions they always ask us is, uh, you know, how come you don't get complete sentences and and carry on long conversations? It's always like a word or two. Right. Yeah, that's another odd thing. You know, sometimes you get, there are sentences. I mean, I I do capture sentences all the time. But it's never an open dialogue too, too much. I mean, I have had dialogue with entities and I have those recorded, uh, but it's usually very short. Uh, As soon as you answer them, at the, the appropriate time, saying, "Yeah, I can hear you," and then, then they get startled. They may, uh, for instance, um, I got a female saying, um, "Michael, wait for the sun," and I said, "Yes, I can hear you," and she said, "What?" And she was gone. She, she, you, she just like stopped. And she was trying to say something like, you know, "Wait for the sun," you know, trying to be, um, you know, uh, I don't know what's the word you'd use there, but. Uh, uh, you know, esoteric or whatever, wait for the sun. Well, and what the heck does that mean? But when I answered her and I said, yeah, I can hear you, it startled her. And she said, what? She heard her mindset changed all of a sudden and she was gone. But that's really cool. And I've got a couple of other instances of that. It's, it's pretty neat. Beth wants to know, is there a danger in doing this? Yeah, sure is. I mean, you, you can get a hold of some bad spirits. You know, through the years, I've recorded every swear word over and over again. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there is, and uh, yeah, sure, stuff has has followed me home, and I've had some bad interactions with stuff, but um, it doesn't last. You know, if if the stuff does last and it's still around you all the time, then yeah, there's ways of helping out. With if that happens, you can help. You can get help, and you you, you can drive it away. Absolutely, but um, that's a that's a topic for another show. You know, because <laughs> that's another big big topic that um, yeah. you know. Do you, it, it would be, be good to delve into, but it, it does happen. Yeah, there are dangers with it. People are people. Mm-hmm. Do you ever run into the screamers? 
Um, I have not. Um, that's an odd thing. Um, I've, I know you've you spoke about that before on, uh, mm-hmm. and I personally have never had uh, a scream. Uh, just the one that I have from a friend of mine, uh, Jordy, who recorded one. But um, now I haven't. Yeah, we we get those every so often, which is interesting. It's it, basically yeah. what it is is you'll be recording. Uh, you might not even be doing EVPs. You just might have the recorder on, and you'll hear normal conversations, and all of a sudden you'll just hear a big scream, and I mean it, it goes off the chart, and you, right. the conversation just continues. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's it, it, I don't know why, but I, I I find it interesting. It's kind of like that gunshot we that rifle shot we recorded. You recorded. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I was just speaking, and here's this giant rifle shot over, you know, my conversation. And, I mean, you have to wonder, I mean, are they just trying to get our attention, and all of a sudden it's like a hole opens and all that sound comes out? Yeah. You know what I mean? You ha- do you wonder yeah. if it's like that? Well, it's a like scream a time is is so much different than a gunshot, even though they may both be really strong EVPs. Right. Uh, a scream is so traumatic to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you record a lot of them, ah, man, there's something going on, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, I've never recorded one myself um, that I can think of. Um, you know, I got tons of stuff and 10 years worth of recording. I don't think I ever re- recorded a, you know, a screamer. Yeah, we got one at the uh, Portsmouth Lighthouse. We always play it during the tours. It's always the last one because it's nice and quiet, and we you just hear the normal conversations, and all of a sudden you hear the big screen comes up, and everybody like jumps. But the the other wow. thing that that we got was interesting too, and and I actually recorded it was a series of gunshots. It was like there was a battle going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was shooting, uh, you know, several gunshots, and wow, uh, that was cool. a, that. That was in a cemetery that that happened, and uh, wow, uh, wow, nothing I heard uh, at the time. It just recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory on that is that it, it's they, you know all these sounds, EVPs, they all come from people. Even the gunshot, mm-hmm. all of the sounds you capture are coming from people. Um, and the reason for this is you know some people who have passed over, they had near death experience. They said they see their entire life flash before their eyes as if they were reliving it. And it's very vivid and very real, much like you're experiencing where you are right now with that kind of vivid clarity. But it's a record, it's like a, a record of everything you did since you were born. And, it, and you're able to move forward and backward through it. And that's part of um, what your soul's purpose is, is to record your entire life. And But you can go back and, re- and re- rewind that and view it. And as you do in a spiritual form, you relive it. It becomes real again. So everything that you experienced, you're able to give to somebody else as, um, you know, with with all the feelings and emotions that come with it, you're able to share that. And that's how I believe these EVPs come through. Somebody experienced that gunshot. So when they re-experience it in in their mind, it comes through just like a real gunshot. Because they're experiencing it. I don't think that there's a, a ghostly gun somewhere floating around on the other side and just happens to go off. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know. It could be it could be somebody pulling the trigger on a on a gun on the other side and because it's real for them, that sound tra- travels through and gets into our recorders and we record it as being real as well because it's really happening for somebody. Right. 
The uh, we actually have another question from the the Pararex chat room, and uh, basically it was a comment comment, and they said hope they play some EVP for us. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we we can't do it today because uh, we got Mike on at the last moment. But uh, I think that would be a great show, Mike. Is is maybe if we we, we uh, you know planned ahead of time and and gave some samples of of the different. Uh, methods of recording too, maybe some samples of the Hack Shack or, or whatever else, uh, some yeah. EVPs, you know, a little bit of this, and we, and we talked a little bit about that. Uh, what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, sounds good to me. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's all there's, there's so many different ways that you can record, you know. Um, you know, I think Karen Mossy likes to put her recorder in her microwave. Microwave? And Yep. Yeah, yep. she uses it as an echo chamber, mm-hmm. much like Frank Sumption did with his um, beginning devices. He used an echo chamber. And you know what's I, really I interesting too? With uh, PVC tubing, when I was first starting off, and as an echo chamber. So yeah, these um, echo chambers seem to bounce the sounds around on the inside, and um, you know some people really like that uh, that form of recording. And the microwave is also shielded. Yeah, there you go. It's well, it's shielded. Yeah, it's shielded for. The frequency of um, water, right. the uh, the resonant frequency of water is that particular um, frequency is blocked from escaping. I think the other the other sounds will come through, but the frequency range probably above and below it as well is blocked. And, and, that's what that screen is on the front of the microwave glass. And microwave, yeah, it's holes. a microwave. Yeah. Certain microwave emissions would be they design some of them for our microwave arms for leaks, basically. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh-huh. Yep. We have one more question from Toki. Faulty wiring. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> from Tokinet chat room, uh, from Stephen Scott, has Mike ever recorded a predictive EVP being one that occurs or talks about an event about to happen? Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. I was at a uh, remember, Ann. We this is when I was just um, coming off of my uh, my chemo treatments, and um, I think mm-hmm. I still had that cheesy mustache. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we were at the arm. Um, at the Armory down in Rhode Island. Uh-huh. And remember those books? Right. Uh, yes. That were down in the basement, and you guys were saying, uh, you know, where's Mike? And I kind of, like, separated from you guys, and I was, like, looking around, looking around like I was trying to find something. Right. And one of you guys made a comment, oh, I think he's shopping, and you kind of chuckled. And eventually <laughs> I came across this bag on the floor that had a bunch of books in it. And I looked at the books, and I'm like, oh, they're going to get ruined being in this wet basement. And so I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I should ask someone about these and find out who owns them because I'd love to I'd to buy them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, you know, a little while later, I, we ended up getting back with the uh, with our tour guide. And um, I asked him, um, you know, who owns these books? And he says, well, I do. I own all this, all this stuff by default through the court system. It's all mine. And I said, well, can I buy these from you? And he said, um, says, what are they? I said, oh, these, these old books. He said, no, you can have them. Don't worry about it. And so he gave them to me. So I put them in my car. And later on when I was listening to the recording, it comes to that point where I find the bag, and you hear me rustling around the bag, and I said, oh, a bunch of old books. So these are going to get ruined. And then all of a sudden you hear this man's voice come in with like a real loud, breathy voice. Um, he says, "He says, Michael, forget the price. Huh. Meaning... 
in my mind, I was thinking, gee, I wonder how much this is going to cost and whose books are these? Mm-hmm. And that that proves to myself anyway that the theory that your mind, oh. anything that you think and you feel, always... Yeah, that is. Oh, oh, I hear heartbeats. And we lost Mike. So oh, there no. you go. <laughs> so well, another one down the tubes. Thank I you so much, done. Mike Markworth. Sorry you got cut off. You listen to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation. Uh, tune in next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Good night. God bless. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. In just a moment, X-1.